Welcome to the Profitable Accountant Podcast. I'm your host, Reza Huda, practice owner, coach, and mentor to accounting firm owners. In this podcast, I share practical strategies to get new clients, charge higher prices, and build a profitable accounting firm that you're proud of. From time to time, I also interview other accountants doing incredible things so you can learn what's working and take tangible takeaways to implement. Make sure you press the follow button on your podcast player so you get notified when I release a new episode. Now, on to today's session. Hello, hello. I hope you're well and I've had a good start of the day and I've had a good week so far. So, it's been a, it's been a good week this week. It was the... The first session of the much-anticipated, uh, long-awaited Power Positioning 2.0 course that I put on for my members. The start of the session, I welcomed in over 50 members to the pack over the last uh, few weeks. So um, it's been great to uh, welcome in so many more uh, firm owners, budding firm owners, established firm owners, ready to finally get that marketing system in place that would generate leads on autopilot and we kicked off with a fantastic session this week all around the foundational session the foundational topic which underpins the rest of the system which is getting clear on the who it was uh, a mammoth deep dive two-hour session and uh, at the end of it we uh, there was some time to go through i have a process of choosing your niche using uh, six variables six parameters to kind of consider when actually getting clear on the who depending on which type of niche you're going to go down the four different types of niching we talked about and then choosing your niche based upon the six variables which I'll probably talk about in a, another episode because if you are already a pack member, you've heard me talk about it enough at length this week. So we'll talk about something else, something else that I have been uh, mentioning a couple of times, but never really had the time to go deep into. So today is going to be all about the four different types of meeting, why they're important and why they matter and how we can hold more effective meetings by actually considering that there are different me- types of meetings to be had. In other news, what else has been going on this week? Well, most of it was preparing for my deep dive session. Uh, a few issues for me on the on the road and traffic and things. A lot of drama happening this week. There was a, a pub that caught fire um, on uh, on our road just uh, the other day. We had 10 fire engines outside our house in the kind of 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, pretty pretty bad, uh, pretty bad fire kind of uh, of a quite a famous... Uh, public house that overlooked the sea, which, um, yeah, I think a loss to the, to the local community, but a bit scary as well. And then the motorways were closed and I had to, I had to take my daughter and um, other uh, kids that we live share with to school was a bit of a, a trek on Thursday. I had to go through every mode of transport because of the roads, getting the... Uh, getting the train and then the cab and all sorts but hey ho such is life and unfortunately i'm unable to do to do that because uh of the flexibility we have around our time uh, because when we don't then life is not only hectic but life is miserable so hopefully things have been good with you in other news this week uh, i don't think there is much else to uh, report uh no uh no new clients coming on board this week, although a good couple of conversations. Oh, there was one thing that I did for my team, which um, would be useful, is that uh, one of our one of our targets this year is to get to uh, hundred Google reviews. I think we're about seventy-five or something. Um, and whilst that may not sound a lot, we don't have that many clients. I think we have about hundred and forty-ish 
clients. So getting to 100 will be a, a good feat because that means majority of our client base is covered, albeit, you know, the Google reviews go back a number of years and clearly, you know, some of those clients may not be around now, but, you know, getting to 100 will be a good number. And this is something that has been ongoing, that's been one of our targets, but we seem to not actually be making meaningful progress. So I've been telling the, the team for the last two weeks, it's been on our agenda on our weekly meetings to ask, you know, go around the room and say, right, okay, well, what, who are we asking and how are we doing this? And I saw for the last couple of weeks, we may have had one come in. And at the start of the year, I said, well, look, all we need to do is to get one review a week for the next 30 weeks. So if we, if between all of us, between all client-facing people in the UK, of which there are about eight, if you just sent out one request a week, we should be able to get one out of eight in. And therefore, if we did that consistently over the course of the year, we should be able to get quite easily over 100 reviews. Um, but quite often with you know team members, this is not a priority for them. It's not urgent. So sometimes we have to kind of give them the tools and the processes to make it easy for them. So I said, well, look, your action is to do it. My action, I will take it upon myself to draft you an email that you can send out in order to get Google reviews. And using you know, my knowledge of psychology and writing emails, because that's the stuff I do best, um, I wrote an email and got them to send it out. And amazingly, in the last week, we got more reviews than the last six months combined. I think we've on at uh, eight or nine reviews in the space of just one week through the power of this one email that I wrote for them, which plays upon human psychology. So if you want a copy of that email, right? I'm happy to give it to you. I'm happy to send it to you. All you need to do, send me a message on LinkedIn. Tell me that you've listened to this podcast and say, could you please have a copy of that email that you wrote for your team members to get more Google reviews? And uh, yeah, it works. It definitely works. So I'm happy to share this freebie with you as a loyal listener of my podcast. Anyway, on to the four different types of meetings. So I got this concept from, uh, you might probably guessed it, one of my favorite authors, Patrick Lencioni, who has written the book, Death by Meeting. And in Death by Meeting, he talks about four different types of meetings. Because if you get, if you are, you know, if you or your team members, if you get the feeling that people are not engaged in your team meetings, if your team members are turning up to meetings disengaged and huffing and puffing because they're like, why are we wasting time here when I could be doing more productive work? If you run a remote team and you can see that your team members are actually you know, doing other things rather than paying attention in your uh, remote meetings, then we have a problem that needs solving because we don't and, and it's not just sufficient to say, oh, that's that's just normal. That's just the way work is. Meetings are supposed to be boring. No, they're not. If meetings are part and parcel of how we get work done, then how can it be possible for that to be disengaging and boring when that's part and parcel of how we get work done? That we need to we need to make sure that meetings are productive because if they're not productive, then we're not being productive in how we get work done. So we need to relook at the way we are running meetings, the way that we the stuff that we talk about in meetings how we hold meetings what their purpose is in order for us to be more productive have better engaged employees and actually use meetings as a, as a valuable mechanism to be able to do better work be more engaged be moving forward on the stuff that's important and ensure that uh, you know things are happening the way that you would want to and meetings are actually productive Okay, so 
the common problem that most organizations have is that they try and do too much in one meeting which is why it results in what the author Lencioni said in his book meeting stew you know when you have too many ingredients in one meeting so for example let's say you have a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting and in that meeting you're discussing anything and everything you're having a little chit chat catch up with your employees which is fine and then you're having you know you're talking about production talking about you know what's in what's out you're talking about um, issues that people have had with clients then you're talking about okay so you know we're looking at um, getting a different practice management software which one should we choose talking about the problems with that which options and then you're talking about um, you know what in terms of how to get new clients you're basically you've got a meeting stew going on there because you're having stuff in there that may be relevant or not relevant to some people you're trying to talk about um, big you know high level strategic matters together with day-to-day production tactical matters and what happens is is that people come disengaged and nothing ever productive comes out of that meeting because when actually comes on to the time to actually generate some sort of action from the meeting it's too rushed people are tired people have zoned out and they just agree for the sake of agreeing and you find that nothing really tangible gets done and people are just fed up of having wasted their time in yet another unproductive time-wasting meeting so the idea here is that we have different types of meeting the solution is different types of meeting for different purposes and the four types of meeting that he suggests are as follows one is the daily huddle secondly is the weekly uh weekly tactical i call it a weekly production meeting the third is a monthly strategic meeting and the fourth is the quarterly offsite so let's talk about those in turn the first one the daily huddle so this is the idea where it's a standing up meeting it's five to ten minutes and it's just where you huddle around and check in with people right okay you know what's going on today uh, what, what are you planning on getting done anything we need to know about who's in who's not you know any anything that uh, would be of important for for a, a daily huddle you know that could be that could be as a big team or it could just be a manager with their little sub team now we don't actually do a daily huddle because our team is remote, but this is one of the things they suggest, but it's just a very quick standout meeting. I think this would be useful for sub-team, so you know, a manager to have with their direct reports to kind of just check in with them, make sure that what you've agreed in the weekly production meeting, you're on track for that, uh, anything else that, that they need to know about that may have come up the day before, you know, in terms of prioritization, those kind of things to do with the work that's happening in that particular day. Very useful to have these daily huddles, at least between if not the whole team managers and their direct reports the next one which is what we do have is the most important we used to have a weekly meeting every single week where most of our team are now remote there's only a couple of people that come into the office so we have it over zoom and we used to suffer from this which is what led me to reading the book and then actually coming up with a better way to run meetings because our we have a, a monthly sorry we have a weekly meeting on a monday morning monday sorry monday afternoon at 1 p.m where we we started off in covid and it's just continued because most people have gone remote but that used to be a it used to be a melange of all different types of matters so it used to be a melange of okay well you know uh, priorities of production of client issues of strategic matters and we used to have people that would just switch off during those meetings fed up that they're wasting time in those meetings when they could be doing more productive work i could see that people are looking at their other screen and answering emails or answering their slack messages or on their phone so i thought something needs to be done here and so we've now converted this into a weekly 
production meeting, weekly tactical meeting. And it's the most important meeting that I believe every practice should have in order for you to uh, address your, your biggest priority. If it's to do with work, what's getting done this week, who's doing what, then this is the meeting that you need to have. You need to strip out anything um, strategic from it and just focus on it being a tactical meeting. So what needs to happen in this meeting is as follows, right? Because typically in accounting practice, you know, we're like a we're like a factory. We've got stuff that comes in, we process it, and stuff that goes out. So this meeting is really important to us. Clearly, in his book, he's talked about you know generally with all across different industries. But for us, I believe having a, this weekly production meeting will be really useful to you, and it will help you get rid of timesheets as well, which I'll discuss in a second. So the way our meeting works is that we have a, a little chit chat, five five minute five ten minute chit chat, and then what a weekly tactical needs to do is to go round the room, and uh, we call this a lightning round. Go round the room, and everybody needs to just quickly within thirty seconds to a minute, is to basically say what is their priority for the coming week what they got done last week and what their priority is for the coming week right 30 seconds to a minute now this meeting does not have contrary to what other people might, might say or what you might heard you don't have an agenda for this meeting so no need to prepare these elaborate agendas because um often you know um you don't know whether those things are a priority or not whether they need to be discussed it's a waste of time on your part the idea is for this meeting that doesn't need to be agenda the agenda is made after the lightning round so basically you go around the room and you ask everyone what they got done last week and what is their priority for the coming week Okay, so everyone goes around the room and says, right, okay, well, I'm working on this, I'm working on that, um, I got this done last week, this has come up, so now I'm working on, on this for the week, this is my target, I'm going to get this set of accounts done, this tax return done, working on this VAT, you know, doing these payrolls, etc. 30 seconds to a minute, you go around the room, and you get a feel for, okay, what's everyone kind of working on this week? Hopefully you should have some sort of, uh, you know, practice management tool that might also assist you with this, but it's good just for everyone to have that contribution as well. So it's not just one or two people doing the talking. Everyone gets a chance to chip in with what they are doing. And the beauty about this is, is that it, it, it enforces accountability. Because every week, if you have people coming to the meeting and saying, right, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, the following week, they're going to be asked again. Okay, so, you know, what's, uh, what did you get done last week? Or what's the plan for this week? And quickly, you'll find that uh, those employees that you might have that uh, you uh, find, uh, you know, uh, drag their feet or aren't productive as they should be, are still frustrating you by working on the same thing for two or three weeks when they should have done, done it, um, you know, weeks ago, this helps to enforce accountability amongst their peers. Now, peer-to-peer -peer accountability is the most powerful thing in a team. If you can get that right, where other people are holding, uh, wait, each other accountable that's how you build high performance in your team okay so that's really important because if people come in this week and they have said that uh, you know that last week they're going to get something done and they, and they say okay i'm working on it again people will start to question okay so what's gone wrong there you know how come um, you said you were going to last week did something else pop up and if they keep saying it then clearly you know your peers themselves are going to start holding each each other accountable and people will feel that yes okay i need to make sure i get this done because i don't want to have the embarrassment i have to say again that i'm still working on this when i said i'd get it done last week so that's really key 
go around the room, everyone says what they're going to get done. And then off the back of that, then there may be some issues that come across in terms of a rearranging of priorities. And that's something that can then be discussed. So now you've got something to talk about once you've gone around the room and everyone has... So if you've got a team of 10, that shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes uh, maximum, 10 to 12 minutes, go around the room, you know, you, a lot of people get it done within 30 seconds. So 10 to 12 minutes maximum to get that data from your team, quick lightning fire round. Then afterwards, you as the leader or, you know, managers can then uh, pick out from that, okay, is there anything that uh, needs addressing from this, any rearranging of priorities, oh, this has come in, actually, you know, um, John, can you, uh, you said you were going to do this, but actually this is coming, could you do this one instead? And that one to next week okay fantastic so what you're doing here is a real life kind of rearranging of priorities in this weekly production meeting that's really important and the other thing you want to do in this meeting is also just to is to keep track on your on your kpis so whatever kpis you set at the start of the year the start of the quarter that you want to focus on you know uh, to give give an update on those to make sure that these are also moving forward so we've only got a couple that i want to focus on and I wouldn't recommend you having you more than more than three to four because then uh, you know when everything's a priority, nothing becomes a priority. So for us, it's simply looking at actually we've got three. We've got Google reviews, we've got number of entries into our knowledge hub, and number of Loom videos. So I'm trying to encourage the team to do more and more of these. There are some members of the team who you know still a bit um, hesitant about getting on video and things like that. But you know the more encouragement I give them, the more ideas I give them, the more they see that their peers are doing it as well, the more they can get on board, and ultimately that's the best way to be able to uh, become efficient is to share that capture and share that uh, knowledge and intellectual capital between your team members. So those three metrics we measure every week. And again, it reminds people, these are the important things that we agreed at the start of the year or the start of the quarter that we're going to get done. What's our update on this? What have we got done? So we look at the knowledge hub. We see the number. Fantastic. It's gone up. These entries have been added. Brilliant. And actually, I'm really pleased with my team since our, our quarterly meeting at the end of uh, in the middle of January I think it was where you know this is one of the things we discussed and I can see already the people the team are really engaged lots more loom videos coming out loads more processes uh, being generated Google reviews being generated and we've got real momentum here and that's all come off the back of having better meetings so that's your weekly production meeting. You go around the room, do the lightning round, and then you report on your main KPIs, and that's it, really. So this meeting shouldn't take you more than, I mean, we're a team of uh, 11 now, and it's about an hour, but then, you know, we've got chit-chat within that as well. And because we're all remote, it takes a bit longer. But if you're in the office, it shouldn't take you more than about probably 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes for a team of 10. So, you know, just work based upon that. So that's the weekly production meeting, most important. Oh, the other thing I mentioned about uh, time sheets. Yeah, this is a much better way. I've had quite a few conversations with other practice owners in my mastermind around why you need timesheets and what's the purpose of timesheets. And actually, what is a better way of you making sure that your team are doing what you need them to do and what they are supposed to do? So rather than you thinking, oh, I need to get my team to do timesheets because they are unproductive or I have no idea what they're doing or they're not getting the work done in the time that they should be, timesheets is not the answer. Because let me tell you, and you know this because you've been in that position before where you've worked at other places, that you can make up what you put on a timesheet, but you can't make up work. So focus on the work rather than what someone puts in on a timesheet. Okay, we all know that timesheets 
people you know 70 percent of people say that they've some at some point they've made up what they put on the timesheet a timesheet is not going to help you to get your team member to be more productive what is going to help you is have this weekly accountability meeting with your team and in that meeting what you can also do is to coach your junior members coach the members of your team who have difficulty with planning out their work so encourage that what everyone should do there is nothing wrong with with blocking out how long something is going to take you in your calendar to manage your capacity and see the time that you've allocated for certain things to ensure that you can get it done in the time frame that you that you have available to you i.e a typical working week so what there is there are issues with there's there is no point putting stuff on a timesheet and looking at it past the event it's too late by then and how much time are you going to waste trying to trawl through timesheets to figure out okay well was this right is this okay and then confronting your employee and they're going to tell you yeah it did take me that long that's just how it is instead front load that time that you would have spent trawling through timesheets stressing yourself out about why stuff did or didn't get done instead have this weekly accountability production meeting where everybody has to come to you with their calendar report on it and if need be get them to share their calendars with you encourage them to put what they're going to do and how long it's going to take them in their calendar for that one particular week and if you're not doing this, I suggest you start pricing this first. You've heard me talk about time blocking. If uh, if you need a, a refresher on this, uh, there's other podcast episodes or there's a whole chapter of my book dedicated to productivity. Go and read that chapter because that tells you exactly how to do this. But it's fairly straightforward. Time blocking just means that you're going to put in your calendar what you're going to do and how long you're going to spend on it. So your team members should be able to show you a calendar to say, right, okay, Monday to Friday, here's what I'm going to be doing hour by hour. And that's where you can help them. Because if they say, right, I've got this, 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 this on this week, get them to, rather than in a to-do list, to-do lists are don't work and they're, you know, because we have no idea how long something is going to take. We need some constraints in order to be able to focus on what's important. So once a team member have said to you, right, okay, this is all the things I need to do, tell them to map it out into their calendar. So Monday, right, okay, hour by hour, what are you going to do? Between nine and five, what are you going to do? Tuesday, the same. So they've got, you know, some. they can put payrolls, fair enough. They can put their VATs. They can put the specific set of accounts they're doing or the specific tax returns that they're doing. And you can help them if they, you know, at the start, if they don't know how long something is going to take, you give them an allowance. And that's much better than having them put on a timesheet. You know how long something should take. And if you say, right, okay, well, let's take you around about two hours. If they take three hours, fine. If they take one hour, fantastic. You don't need to then go back and start working out timesheets, etc. It's a complete waste of time. Forward, be forward looking. When you are looking at capacity planning, you know, forward uh, looking and mapping out time in a uh, on a future basis is perfectly fine because that's capacity planning we need to do that because there's limited hours we have and we have work to do so we need to ensure okay is it reasonable to get this work done in the limited time that we have so you can help them to say yeah this set of accounts it would take me two hours but you put in four hours in your calendar for that so you help them map it out so cert your junior members will need that guidance and coaching from you at the outset your managers hopefully show to manage their time they'll know what they need to do and they're accountable to the clients and they know what their deadlines are and they'll be able to manage their time in order to make sure they get everything done the juniors will need a bit of coaching from you and that's absolutely fine that should be your role at the outset to actually bring them help them with time management because nobody teaches you that skill of time management when you go through college go through university etc so you need to teach them that skill if you're struggling with that skill come and uh, come and learn from me come in the back or go and read that productivity chapter to help you to manage your time better so that you can then help 
teach and coach your team members on that because fundamentally that is uh, uh, a huge skill, one of the most important skills that we need in the workplace, particularly when we're working in our kind of uh, profession where we have deadlines to meet, juggling lots of different uh, requirements, etc. So that's the weekly production meeting. Moving on now and yeah and that accountability is key so you know mapping that that really is that if you can do that you will see a huge shift in terms of your peace of mind your um your comfort with what's reasonably required to get done and what actually gets done and you know your team members having a lot more clarity around priorities around juggling different uh um, clients and tasks and things like that and actually being accountable to the work as opposed to just clocking hours on a timesheet. So get your team members accountable to the work. People can make up what they put on a timesheet but they can't make up results. So focus on the results. Focus on the work rather than the time. Okay, so moving on now. I appreciate I've already gone on for 24 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm sat here outside the gym waiting to go in. So uh, let's finish this off, shall we? So the monthly strategic meeting. Now that's where you discuss the the bigger picture, not the not the not the very high level, but the more ad hoc strategic matters. So rather than putting this into the weekly meetings things like okay we're considering a new practice management software what do you think let's review it together we're looking at this bot what are the what are the pros what are the cons that kind of thing they're more ad hoc strategic matters where if these things come up and they will do so allow stuff like this to come up in your weekly meetings if someone raises it but say look that that's really good but i think we need a bit more time for that we all need to um it's great that you've mentioned it. I think we need to put this on the agenda for our monthly strategic meeting. So for the monthly strategic, there should be an agenda, but it shouldn't have more than, let's say, two to three agenda items where there may be some research required in advance for people to bring to that meeting to make it as productive as possible. You can decide who needs to come to that meetings and who doesn't. So when you get to, let's say, two agenda items, you can schedule that strategic meeting in. If you don't have anything to discuss, then maybe you don't need to have this meeting at all. So these meetings only need to happen when there is something of importance, strategic, to be discussed. And then you can decide who needs to be there and when to hold it. So for example, if you are considering a new practice management software then you can say right, okay well you know we need to do this um, this is the work we need to do beforehand uh, and we're going to be having a meeting on xyz date for it who needs to attend who doesn't need to attend who what work needs to be done you know which ones you know which team members your, your task will okay you go and check out go and do a demo of this one you go and do a demo of that one etc and then let's report back in that meeting so it becomes a lot more productive in terms of the moving forward on the more important strategic matters relating to your practice so that's the monthly ad hoc the monthly strategic meeting which does have an agenda item not more than two to three and those meetings shouldn't go on for maybe more than about 90 minutes to two hours that kind of allocation for that kind of meeting where there is a specific item to be discussed and then there are actionable uh, uh, items taken from that moving forward and then it may be that okay let's reconvene in a month's time based upon what we've discussed to ha have an update and see where we go from here onwards so 
that's uh, that's your monthly strategic and then you've got your quarterly offsite he calls it the quarterly offsite is you know, every quarter you take the team away you book a you know a hotel somewhere or you know meeting room or even just have it you could have it in your in your office if you want to do we just had it in our office the, the first quarterly one where that is the more kind of high level right okay well you know what are our you know what are big priorities for the for the quarter that we had um you know what what for for the quarter ahead and then every quarter you then review your kind of uh, progress on your on your big your big priorities now sometimes if you're a small team you probably don't need to do this every quarter maybe you do it once uh, once every 6 months but that's more of a you know high level getting people together if you're all remote then it's good to kind of get together have a meal and couple that with kind of uh, the the bigger picture right okay well you know how are we doing as a practice um you know what uh, what have we achieved in the last uh, quarter you know what new clients have uh, come in uh, what's um, uh, you know? What's what's how are we doing? And then what's you know? What's the focus for the for the coming quarter? So always having you know two to three big rocks that you are working towards in each quarter to improve the foundation of the practice is important as well. So I hope that's given you a flavour of the different types of meeting. Why we need to have different types of meeting to avoid that meeting stew to avoid. Uh, meetings being boring, unengaging and irrelevant for our team members and those four types as a reminder were the daily huddle, the weekly tactical or weekly production meeting as I call it, the monthly ad hoc or monthly strategic and the quarterly off-site meeting. So if you've got a team then think about how you're running your meetings at the moment, whether you could split that into four different types or even two or three different types. You don't have to do all four different types, depending on the t- size of your team. If you're only three or four of you, you probably don't need to have that um, that quarterly offsite. You could turn it into a, a biannual offsite or even an annual offsite and just deal with the strategic matters in your monthly meetings or make the monthly strategic into a quarterly uh quarterly uh, meeting instead of quarterly offsite but the key is that weekly production i think if you if you're a practice you need to have that weekly production meeting and just focus on production that's going to help you to be much more engaged around the work because the nature of the work that we do is all around you know it's deadline driven it's uh, it's all to do with managing capacity with team members and a weekly production meeting helps you to do just that and then the daily huddles and make sure that you know the managers can make sure that the junior members are on track with what they said they were going to do in that week so hopefully that's been useful and you found that helpful if you did let me know because i appreciate this pod is probably more relevant to you if you've got a reasonable size team so if you don't quite have that and you maybe just started out or you're an early stage practice it may not be relevant but hopefully it'll give you an awareness of these issues that these are the things you to consider as you grow scale and expand your practice really important because and i'm sure if you've been in the workplace you've been in those meetings where they they are boring you didn't really want to be there and some organizations just have meetings for the sake of meetings you know there's just meetings back to back uh, and often those meetings end up being really pointless but they shouldn't be and there are ways of making meetings much more relevant much more engaging and ultimately much more productive in the furtherance of your company's objectives so Big uh, long session today. Didn't uh, imagine it being this long, but I'd love to hear your feedback on that one. Let me know if it was useful. And of course, if you want that little freebie from me, send me a message on LinkedIn. Happy to share with you. Otherwise, take care. Have a great rest of the weekend. And I'll speak up to you next week. All the best. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. 
If you want to spend more time together, get access to me personally for your questions, access to resources and training that will help you to shortcut your progress together with being part of an incredible community of accountants or helping each other, then come and join the pack, the Profitable Accountants Community. There's a hundred plus accountants that I mentor and they help each other to get results faster than trying to do it alone. Go to reshooter.com forward slash mentoring to learn more or message me directly on LinkedIn. Take care.